Merry Christmas, y'all. Come on, it's Christmas. I got, I got to tell you now, let's put our hands together a little stronger than that because it's Christmas time. This is the time for Christians to celebrate around the world. And just a disclaimer, there's nothing at the bottom of the screen, so please don't start Googling. It's just, it, it was a video that we came up that seemed to fit with the theme for tonight. And tonight's message is to celebrate, celebrate Christmas. I think that uh, as a church, Victory Church, we do very well with celebrating Christmas. How about you? I mean, just all the things that have been taking place so far this month, and we continue. We still have four days left uh, to celebrate the most wonderful, wonderful time of the year. And I'm going to tell you right up front, uh, tonight uh, is just uh, going to be a, a, a great evening for me because it's an opportunity uh, for someone that loves Christmas uh, all through the year to be able to just communicate a message to you. Uh, I'm, I'm that guy, that person that uh, we put Christmas away. I, I don't know if anyone else uh, in the room would identify with this, but somewhere around February or March, I've been known to kind of uh, click on Pandora and Andy Williams' uh, Christmas classics may pop up and start playing maybe just one song even in February or March. And so that's where I come from. And I think it probably has a lot to do with uh, maybe the, the home that I was raised in, uh, two parents that absolutely celebrated uh, the Christmas season in, in a wonderful way. I can tell you that even as a young child, riding in the uh, car with my parents, there was an occasional sighting of Rudolph that was just, it was blinking. It's amazing how the, uh, the radio towers could also just resemble uh, Rudolph flying through the air as the red light was blinking at the very top of that pole. And so as a child, you're all in. And so I'm all in to this day and love all things with Christmas. I'm glad that I'm a part of uh, just the celebration that takes place here uh, on the campus of Victory Church uh, and, the, of course, the title of the message is Celebrate Christmas. Uh, one of the things that uh, we do, that we have done as a family, uh, even as a child and, and now, today, Kelly and I, uh, as a family, we all always venture into uh, the book of Luke, chapter 2, and we make sure that the Christmas story is read at some point during the Christmas season. By the reason of the, anybody else kind of embrace that, even if it's Charlie Brown uh, kind of uh, giving, your, uh, giving your, your version of that, uh, Luke chapter 2. And so I'd like to really kind of uh, speak to that and say, man, celebrate Christmas. Celebrate Christmas. Here's what I can tell you by Pew Research. Uh, there's an estimated 2.2 billion Christians uh, in the world. That's a lot of people that will come together and celebrate, at least recognize the birth of our Savior in some way, some fashion. We do it in a grand way here on the campus, but 2.2 billion people. I, I thought that we'd kind of look at this passage, really what I would say the cornerstone passage of the season. If you have your Bible, if you have your device, Turn and read along with me in Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 20. We're four days away. We'll read it tonight. I, I believe that you'll read it again, maybe at least once, maybe twice. But just bear with me as we kind of make our way through tonight, making sure that we just uncover all of the layers of Christmas. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. 
This was the first census that took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Father, I pray now, God, that you would just... Uh, be with us over the next few moments. I pray, God, that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, I pray, God, that as we continue to celebrate Christmas, Lord, that we'll dig deep. Father, that we will not miss anything that you would have us to embrace and, and also to accomplish during this season to bring glory and honor to you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In Germany, uh, Germany is known uh, for celebrating Christmas. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to... Uh, uh, visit Germany during the Christmas season, holiday season. Uh, but I, I, I'm, again, one of those guys that embraces all things Christmas. I've been known to sit down and watch uh, Rick, Rick Steves on PBS. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch it, but Christmas in Europe and, and Germany is known for their markets uh, uh, that they have throughout the, the country and celebrating Christmas. Italy, uh, just like uh, the Americans, are known for uh, placing the nativity scene throughout their country uh, with special focus on the crib and knowing that at the beginning of December the, the nativity scenes would go up the crib would be out there but of course empty until Christmas Eve when the baby would be placed in the crib and then of course Ghana if you're ever wondering well what how does Ghana celebrate uh, the holiday the Christmas they have great traditions as well you may enjoy uh, a great okra stew you may even enjoy a wonderful wonderful yam paste called fufu how many of you are looking forward to that on Christmas I don't think so how many of you are thankful for candy yams and ham amen 
No yam paste. But Ghana celebrates Christmas uh, as well. Uh, Canada, old Canada, any of my Canadian friends here tonight, the Santa Claus Parade in Toronto is one of the oldest and largest parades in the, water, uh, in the world, which began in 1913. Nova Scotia, of course located on the eastern portion of Canada, is known for its fir and pine trees. Every year, Nova Scotia sends a tree to Boston to simply say thank you for your assistance when they experienced the Halifax explosion in 1917, something that happens every year, just to simply say thank you. There's also ice skating, skiing, tobogganing, all of these wonderful things that a Florida native never experiences on Christmas. We're right in the middle of 80-degree weather once again. How many of you are happy for 80-degree weather in December? No tobogganing going on in this room. Hands all over the room being raised. The United States, the good old U.S. of A., we celebrate Christmas in grand fashion. I can tell you if you turn on the Joy FM right now, 96.3, you'll hear around-the-clock Christmas music being played. If you're a satellite radio person, you can find stations that, that carry the tunes of Bing Crosby and Nat King Cole and the smooth voice of Karen Carpenter and the wonderful tones coming from Amy Grant, and so on and so forth. Uh, it can be found on any radio station. Uh, Americans celebrate. We put up lights. We put up decorations. Here, here's our campus, our sanctuary, our lobby, Christmas trees, poinsettias decorated to the nines. You can go into various restaurants, various places within the community, going through yards, uh, poinsettias, inflatables in the front yard, all for the reason of celebrating the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. TV stations playing around the clock. The Hallmark Channel now playing almost nearly for two months non-stop Christmas movies. 24 hours a day on the Hallmark Channel. Now you can find the movie Elf, Home Alone, uh, Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, all of the Rankin and Bass productions being shown constantly around the clock. We kick off the Christmas season on, the Macy, on uh, Thanksgiving in the Macy's Day Parade. As Santa Claus ends the parade, ushering in the Christmas season uh, for all of the merchants and saying, let the shopping commence. And it happens right here in the good, good old U.S. of A. The Blackburns, the Blackburns Christmas household. If I could just share with you real quick. Uh, man, as a, as a child, uh, our Christmases, uh, on especially Christmas Day, would always begin always begin at about 5.30 in the morning. And uh, my parents, my mom and dad, would come and they would, of course, knock on our doors uh, to wake us up. How many of you know that it really didn't take much of a knock? There's not a lot of sleeping that goes on for a young child uh, throughout Christmas Eve night into Christmas morning. But they would always say, Santa Claus has come, it's time to get up. But then they would follow that up with, wait, 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 don't come out. And so that would just drive us up the wall, would drive me up the wall. You're telling me to get up, but then to wait at my door and don't come out, just wait, hold on, hold on. And then at some point, I would hear the voice of my father, uh, most likely, maybe my mother, and they would, they would begin to call out and say, okay, now, Lori, your Christmas is located on the, the, uh, the uh, love seat. And then, of course, Sherry, uh, listen, I want to tell you, when you come out, your Christmas is 
is located on the couch. And then, Timmy, i got to tell you, Timmy, your Christmas is located in front of the, the fireplace. And then they would say, okay, are you ready? Are you ready to come out? And, of course, we're ready to run out just to see what would happen, what, would, what was there, what was going to take place. And, of course, we would. They would say, come, come, come. Now is the time. And we'd run out. And, of course, our eyes would fall on the gift there was that wow moment because there was always that one item, maybe two, that was left unwrapped, unwrapped, and we would look at it and it would just capture our attention. And we were hoping, man, that's, that's the gift that I really wanted. And then at that point, once we would go through and open up a few gifts, we would then uh, make our way over to either the Jasso household or the Blackburn household, and we would continue to open gifts a lot of gifts that uh, resembled uh, this box right here. Uh, who, who, how many of you would say that this is just beautifully wrapped, decorated box? It looks like, it looks like a real gift, doesn't it? It, it looks like a real gift that, uh, that really should be opened. Uh, I, I want to take a real quick survey, and please, uh, please join in, participate tonight. How many of you would say that you're just a nice and neat uh, person that when you unwrap the gift... You take the bow off, and then you kind of slide maybe the knife along, cutting the tape, and with the hopes of saving the Christmas paper. It, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the, your style. That's the way that you like to do it. How, how many of you would say, you know what? I, I'm the person that, man, whenever that gift has my name on it, and it's put down in front of me, I don't care about saving the wrapping paper. I don't care what the bow looks like afterwards. Let me just tear into and see what's inside of this box. How many of you are just going to raise your hand tonight and say, I'm a ripper. I'm the one that's just going to tear it, tear it open. Let me see the hands get them up high tonight. I see it. I see it. I'm, I'm going to tell you something tonight. This is a real gift for someone in the house. And I'm going to ask that Kimberly, Kimberly, will you come and join me? On the platform, yes, ma'am, you. She has no idea. Can we give it up for Kimberly? She's so kind. Please forgive me, Kimberly. I would never, never do anything to embarrass you. Except for tonight. So, Kimberly, you come on over. Kimberly's uh, uh, very active on the campus. Um, had no idea who I would, you know, kind of select or pick uh, coming into tonight. Uh, just uh, recognized you, saw you. And then when you raised your hand and you said, hey, I'm a ripper, I was like, okay, all systems go. And so I, I'm going to give you the privilege. Don't let me down. You, you promise you won't let me down tonight. And uh, you'll do a, a, a good job of, of tearing into this Christmas gift. This is something that I believe that you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate. Do you mind? Can we give her just some encouragement tonight as she gets ready? To open open this up and it's all yours. There you go. I think you, there you go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. There we go. She's doing a good job, isn't she? I think she is. Now don't let that don't let that bow stand in the way of you keeping it in that box. Here we are. Here we are. Let's give it up for Kim tonight. Now we got we got to get it. Will you get into it? Your your gift. Come on. 
Here I am ready to open up your gift. How about that? What do we got? Tell us, tell us what we got. We have some books. Thank you. Empowered Girlfriends in Chocolate. Come on now. What do we have? We have two tickets to the Girlfriends in oh Chocolate. God. Thank you. So you'll actually uh, participate. Uh, that is going to take place in February. So yes. you will attend along with whoever you select. Oh my God. I believe also there is a, a leather-bound, beautiful Bible, okay. uh, of course, given by Lifeway, a wonderful devotion. Uh, there's also, uh, I think, a, a DVD there with uh, Beth Moore, Priscilla Shire. Oh, I think that's a pretty good Christmas <laughs> gift, right? Great. And I thank you because I was thinking I needed to get a Bible for someone. Then when Family Christian was, I was like, where do you go now? Yeah, yeah. And so this is going to be a wonderful <laughs> gift for you. Yes, yeah, amen. You. Let's thank give you. it up for, for Kim tonight. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you take your gift. I, I got it. I'll clean up. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Yeah. I got to tell you, she did a wonderful, wonderful job. She did. There's one thing. How many of you know, as a, a professional gift ripper and opening the bag, how many of you know that you always should do what? Do what? I think you should always make sure that there's not anything left in the box. How many of you know that you should continue to get down, down to the bottom of the box? How many of you know that the special items sometimes are always found in the bottom of the box? But I noticed that Kimberly, in her gift, the one that was given to her, failed to get down to the bottom of the box. Kimberly, are you interested in seeing what else is in the box? I think there's a, a white envelope that's still in the bottom of the box. And it looks like there's something that's a little green that's on the inside. But I'm not... Kimberly, is this... Oh, you are coming back up. Okay. Let's give it up for Kim. Gifts in our boxes. There you go. There you go. She said, We didn't have two gifts in our boxes when we were growing up. But here's the idea for tonight's message that as we continue to celebrate Christmas, let's make sure that we get down to the bottom. Let's make sure that we get down to the main point of why we celebrate Christmas. I think that we do a, a masterful job on the campus of Victory Church, of expressing our love for a God that loved us, that sent His Son. And when we drive onto this campus, one of the things that came out of our creative team and all the meetings that take place, and I think Pastor Glenn Procopio is the one that this thought came from in that creative moment, is to make sure that we have points on the campus that as you drive on with these four-foot-high Letters made of styrofoam, painted in bright red, that says Savior, that says hope, says joy to the world, says peace. I think that as we continue to celebrate Christmas, let's enjoy everything that comes with it. 
Let's enjoy the gifts. Let's enjoy the Christmas music. Let's enjoy all the parties that take place that we're a part of. But let's not forget the real reason why we're celebrating this season. That there is a gift of hope. That there is a gift of peace. That there is a gift of joy for all mankind. There is a Savior and His name is Jesus. Amen? And so that's what we're going to speak to tonight in in Luke chapter 2, verse 12. And I I love this verse. And as we make our way through the message tonight, those signs, those images will come on the screen. Those signs that are on the campus of hope and peace and joy to the world and, and our Savior. But we're beginning with hope tonight. In Luke chapter 2, verse 12, it says, There will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and, and lying in a, in a manger. Generally speaking, I can tell you that when you think about hope and when we talk about a sign... There's a sign we look and say, man, what is, what is the indicator? What is the measurable instrument that we're looking to? Generally speaking, in our culture, we say hope. Man, hope is found in, a, in possibly a bank account that at the end of the month, there is a positive balance that is there. That gives me hope that I can continue on. If you look at this season right now where employees are walking into their offices and a, and a company that has done well and is able to pass that on to the employee, some, some individuals will say, man, there's still hope, man. I received a bonus this year. That's a, that is a sign, that is a signal, that is an indicator to me that our company is doing well and I believe that they're happy with my performance in the workplace and they have bestowed upon me a bonus at this time of year. I'm able to now have Christmas when I thought that I would not be able to have Christmas. If we receive a a tangible gift, something that we would appreciate from a spouse, a, a loved one, a friend, that is something that speaks and says, man, that is a signal from that individual. How many of you would agree with me? That's, that says there's value. There's value to you and to me in our relationship. I, I appreciate, I love you here. Let me express my love in a very tangible way. That is all a, a sign. I can tell you that as, the, as we're entering into this season, And in Luke chapter 2, and what's happening, what's taking place, is that there are people groups, there is a culture that has just experienced 400 years of silence, where God is not speaking, but now he comes into the scene, runs into the scene, and onto the scene comes his son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and the silence is broken. And he says, listen to me. I know that in your mind and in, in, in your thinking, you have an idea of what this Savior would look like or what the Messiah would look like. But I'm telling you now, the sign that you need to look for, and he's expressing this to the shepherds, that there is a baby that is wrapped in clothes and he's lying in a manger. That's the farthest the farthest description in their thinking, in their mind, that this would be the Messiah. But they still venture out and say, man, we are finally hearing the voice of God now, what we've heard, what we've read, that now the silence has been broken. And the story of hope, here's what I can tell you, is for all people. 
for all people that at the Christmas season, this message of Jesus Christ, that there has been a Messiah that was born, that is now alive still some 2,000 years later, sitting at the right hand of the Father, that same message is for men and women scattered throughout this world, that no one is forgotten, that no one is left out, no one is overlooked. I can tell you that sometimes hopes come, this hope comes in an unfamiliar package. The second word that I'd like to kind of draw on is peace. Peace, Luke chapter 2, in verse 14, says that there will be great peace. We live, here's, here's the reality, we live in a broken world. I can tell you that right now in this Christmas season, there are those that are in this room that are experiencing for the very first time a divided household. And the only thing that they're looking for, man, God, I, I pray that there would be peace that would be able to come into my midst, into my household. Right now, there, there are relationships that have been bruised. Someone that at one time was a close friend, dear friend, this year there will be no Christmas card, there will be no phone call because of the bruising within that relationship. Someone that is looking for peace. But there is a peace, the peace of God that transcends all understanding. A peace that Mary and Joseph needed, and it came to them. All of our Christmases growing up were just a, a wonderful experience, a wonderful time. Um, early on, um, we always had a real tree. Artificial trees really weren't on the scene. It was always a real tree. But some of you in the room, you probably remember as you're decorating the tree, you always would throw tinsel. How many of you remember tinsel? Just tinsel that you threw. What a mess. How many of you are thankful and glad that we're, don't, we're not using tinsel today? I always remember also, man, just great times. Summer sausage. I don't know what it is, but Christmas, it's available all year round. But we only had summer sausage and sliced cheese when Christmas would come. I don't know why, but that's what I remember about it. Most of our Christmases were great. But I can tell you that there was one. There was one that we needed to experience the peace of God in a great way. It was 1983, and actually it will be 34 years tomorrow when we lost my grandpa. Joseph A. Jasso Sr. And I'll never forget uh, December 21st. In my room, that uh, wee hours of the morning, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, somewhere in that uh, time range, time span. Uh, as a child, have you ever kind of been asleep and, and you're coming out of the sleep and you're saying, is this real? Is this really happening did I hear that crash? Did I hear that noise? Did I, am I just dreaming? And all I could hear uh, was the voice of my mom just weeping and crying and weeping and weeping and not carrying on to where it got to a point that I realized this was really happening. And I could hear, Wayne, 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 why, Wayne? I don't understand, Wayne, Wayne, why, Wayne? It just go on, and at that point... You begin as an 11-year-old to call out and cry and, and terrified and saying, what is going on? And, of course, at that point, my father hears our cry. 
And he makes his way and he says, Grandpa died tonight. And I can tell you that that was kind of a punch in the gut. Unexpected, nothing really on the radar at all. We had just gathered together a few days before that as a family and celebrated Christmas because they were, they were leaving the country, heading to the Panama Canal Zone to celebrate Christmas with my uncle, my aunt, their kids. It was going to be a great time. And we sent them off, not realizing that it was the last time that we would have our grandpa with us in our presence. Tomorrow, we'll mark that date that he slipped into the presence of God 34 years ago. That year was not um, a year that we would really say, man, let's listen to Bing Crosby or Nat King Cole. The family was more engaged with, well, what songs will be sung at the funeral to honor our grandpa? That year was not a year that you would say, well, and this dress is going to look great on, on Christmas Sunday. But rather the family was going through the process and saying, well, I really think he would look great in this suit as we prepare him for burial. But I can tell you that the peace that we experienced during that moment only comes from God. It's the peace of God. And the reason why we could experience that is because we had been reconciled back to the Father. And we had made peace with God. And so when we read Luke chapter 2, and we hear all the proclamation and the truth about a Savior being born, we can know that we have the peace. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 says in Paul's writing, do not worry about anything but pray and ask God for everything you need. Always giving thanks in God's peace, which is so great we cannot understand it. Will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I love this translation, especially the, the part that speaks the, about God's peace, that it, which is so great that we cannot understand it. That's the peace of God. That's the peace that we're talking about, that Sunday morning there will be individuals that will walk onto our campus out of respect and honor for a mom, for respect and honor for a father that says, yeah, we'll go to you, the CEO of individuals, Christmas and Easter only. They'll come onto this campus, but they'll have an opportunity to accept our Messiah as their Lord and Savior. And in that moment, they will, be, they will be reconciled and at peace with God. And knowing that though they are walking in one of the most difficult seasons, possibly in a torn household, in a failed business, that they'll begin to experience by the power of the Holy Spirit, the peace of God, that same peace that Joseph and Mary experienced, that same peace that Jew and Gentile embraced in that very first Christmas that we've read about tonight. The joy in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, it says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all people. 
A joy that was, that was for all people. I can tell you that the shepherds, the lowly shepherds, the dirty shepherds, it was, it was for the shepherds. It's for everyone that is broken in this room. That same joy is for you. That same joy you will experience during this Christmas season. And not only this Christmas season, but every day, every hour, every month, that same joy because the joy Joy does not change. Joy allows us to celebrate God throughout every day of every month of every year. Amen? It is the joy of the Lord that is our strength. Amen? That's the joy that I'm referring to. Joy allows us, allows us to forget about ourselves and to begin to think about God and His goodness and what we can do for others. Victory Church, and I say Victory Church, everyone that is in this room and a part of our family, you have captured that joy, being able to think about others. We've, we're doing that through our efforts with the Salvation Army and the, the great work that, that Myrna is doing in coordinating over 500 hours in looking to this nonprofit organization that raises the banner and that honors our Savior Jesus Christ, a Christian organization to where we'll raise nearly $22,000 because of your efforts and saying, you know what, I'm ringing this bell and I know that it's 80 something degrees out, but I've got the joy of the Lord in me. Let me understand and know that it's more, it's more than just me. It's not about me, it's about the message of Jesus Christ. When we talk about the dove tree and the the initiative that took place right here on our campus, led by Karen Stone and Barb Noble, and many of you went into the lobby and you took all of the doves off the tree, blessing 237 gifts. That's where I can say that we've captured the meaning of joy in this Christmas and focusing on others. An angel tree where nearly 100 kids walk onto this campus, and Ralph and Maggie Pagnuco embrace that every year in their team, and you guys went and pulled the angels off the tree, and nearly 100 kids that probably have never walked onto this campus who are spending a Christmas with a parent that is incarcerated, this was Victory's Church's opportunity to step forward and say, yes, joy, that's the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Let me think about others. It's not about me. It's not about the gift, but it's about our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Psalm chapter 28, verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust Him with all of my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. So this Christmas, as we sing joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let's sing with great enthusiasm and great happiness and great joy because we're talking about the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That is what Luke 2 is describing to us in a beautiful way, the birth of our Savior. Amen? A Savior. And the final, the final word in Luke chapter 2, verse 11, says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The most powerful passage 
as we honor Christmas, honor the Lord, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. God himself came in flesh, not a representative, not a politician, not someone speaking on his behalf, but God Almighty came in flesh to redeem the world. He came. He came to die so that we could live. The Old Testament prophets spoke to this day. For it says in Isaiah 11, verse 1, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. For his roots, a branch will bear, bear fruit. Isaiah 9, verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, and the Prince of peace. Luke chapter 2 is once again bringing into reality the truth of God's word to say there is a Messiah and he is born and he is born for all mankind. Amen. So that you could be reconciled back to the, the Father who knew. Mary knew. Joseph knew what was taking place. Elizabeth knew. Even the, the, the scripture tells us that Elizabeth, as she was encountering Mary for the very first time, it says that within her womb, the baby leapt and recognized that who was in his presence was the very Messiah before he was even born. That, that years later, after his birth, whenever he would encounter in a mass of people, and he, he's doing his ministry, and he's the forerunner, saying that there is one to follow me, that whenever he walked into his presence with people surrounding him, even at that point he says, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. That same master, that same Messiah, that same wonderful counselor, same prince of peace is for every person of every tribe, of every community, of every nation around this world. And we will celebrate him in a grand and mighty way in just a matter of four days. Amen. How many of you are excited about that and will agree with me tonight and say, I will pull the stops out and I will move forward because he is worthy of all of our praise and all of our glory and all of our honor. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? Can we give the Lord a hand and stand with me tonight? Stand with me tonight. Father, we thank you for this message. Lord, thank you for another Christmas season. I know that there is a commercial aspect that comes with Christmas. But I say, man, it originated with Jesus Christ, there is an element that can be celebrated in every street, in every corner of this world. I pray, God, that as followers of Christ, Lord, that we will raise the banner high. I know that this has already been a tiring season for some. Parties upon parties. Worn out. But God, I pray that, Lord, tonight... In this room, Father, that we will be re-energized within our spirit. That we will not miss the opportunity 
to celebrate this Christmas and realize and understand that, yes, it is a Christmas of hope. It is a Christmas of joy. It is a Christmas of peace. And it will be a Christmas that we honor our Savior once again. As we close this service tonight, if you're in the room and you've yet to make that decision to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I can tell you that the best gift available to humanity is Jesus Christ. Don't miss the opportunity tonight or in the days to come to ask Jesus to come into your heart. A simple prayer. God, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me tonight. Make me a new creature in you. I've heard the word tonight. I don't know what my next step is. But if you'll accept me as I am, dirty, scarred, crooked, I promise, Lord, I'll, I'll take a step. I'll find a church, this church, that will partner with me in my growth. I pray that that would be the prayer of men and women tonight in the days to come and this Sunday morning. You may be in the room tonight and say, man, you know what, Tim? Man, I identify. I need, I need that peace. Right now, my back is against the wall. And I pray that that peace that you are referring to, that we can't comprehend, that we can't understand, would be mine tonight. The hope, man, Tim, I... I need hope. Man, I feel like I'm in a hopeless situation, but I know that I've strayed away, but I know that my hope is found in Christ alone. They say, man, my joy, I have lost my joy, and I need my joy to be restored. As Pastor Dave leads us in this closing worship song, if that's you, just make your way to the altar tonight. There's a team that's here ready to agree with you in prayer for that joy to be restored, to let your broken heart know that there's hope, and to speak peace to the storm that is raging into your life right now. Can we do that? Pastor Dave. Sing praises to your name, oh Lord, praises to your name, oh Lord. For your name is great. For your name is great. Anger Sing praises to your name. 
praises. I sing praises to your name. And oh Lord, praises to your name. Oh Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. I sing to your name, oh Lord, praises to your name, oh Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. I can tell you before we close in prayer. Don't miss an opportunity to reach out to your neighbor, to your family member, and utilize the invite card that we have located at the information desk. And let's get to the campus. Let's get to the house of the Lord. One of the most important days that we have to raise our banner high and to celebrate our Savior, our Messiah. Amen? Father, I pray now, God, that you would be with us as we uh, prepare to leave this campus. I pray blessing upon this congregation, favor. I pray, God, protection upon them, Lord, as they, uh, they venture back into the community. I pray, God, that your hand would be upon them. Lord, if they had that opportunity to, to make that invite by your power, by your spirit, give them the words that they need to extend that invitation. Thank you for being with us tonight, allowing us to come into your presence. Lord, thank you for the lives that were transformed, the work that is taking place here on our campus. Lord, we are ready to honor you and celebrate Christmas. Be with us now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless. Thank you for being here tonight. I give glory, and I give glory to your name. Great.